0: If there were justice in the world, I'd be here talking to an all-star. Locked Mm -hmm. On the Basketball starts now.
1: (laughs) You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl, thanking you for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you're following the work my entire staff at The Next is doing over at TheNextTubes.com and subscribe to Locked On Women's Basketball. It's free. You can get it on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. We appreciate you making us your first listen. And before we go any further, I'm introducing somebody who I've had the privilege of covering since she was an undergrad at Ohio state and Kelsey Mitchell and Kelsey, I'm going to say, I'm just going to put this out there. So everyone understands this at the top. This is a tremendously talented league. There are all stars. There are people who are great, who don't make it every year. I talk to everyone around the league and there are different players where you say, Oh, maybe she should, maybe she shouldn't. Whenever your name came up, Everyone was like, well, that's crazy that she's not there. Like, it's just universally understood. I mean, yeah. I remember you and I talking a few weeks ago, and I just – I was certain. It was very clear with the season yeah. that we were having. So I guess the place to start here is just – is there – is it disappointment? Is it just, you know, look, you're looking to measure yourself by a different standard? You know, take me through that for you.
1: Uh, um, I think for me, Howard, it was um, – When it first happened and, you know, everything came out, uh, it's going to sound crazy when I say it, but, like, it's always been a little bit harder for me. Uh, My journey has always been a little little bit more difficult. Hmm. Um, My journey has always been one where I had to, like, do more and show more, um, prove myself more. And it's not to take away from any other athlete, um, any other all-star, any other player in the league. It's just my journey, me specifically, has always been a little bit more challenging. And Hmm. so when it came out, in a way, I'll be honest, Howard. Like, I wasn't surprised. Um, I kind of always been like one of those ones where I always had to like, you know, meet a different criteria, meet a standard. Um, not that that was the case. Um, you know, it could have been better players. You know, that they you know felt should have been there. Um, obviously, but me specifically it's always for me Howard. All always, I've always had to do more trench work and do a lot more to kind of like, you know. You know, get recognition or get flowers, or what you still have it, but it's always been away from me. So I wasn't really surprised. I won't even lie.
0: Um, I, that's fair. I, I that'll make one of us. Uh, you were, you know, and I, I disclose this publicly. I'm always accountable for the work I do. You were on my starting ballot. It wasn't just a question of you know yes. you ought to be in there. And there's there's some really significant reasons for it that I want to get into. And I appreciate you always indulging me that I go deep into the nerdum of the numbers uh, when I try to sort of capture what kind mm-hmm. of player you are. But the player on the court that I want to start with that you have become is a finisher at the rim at a level yeah. beyond even where you are. And so just to give our audience the context for it, uh, somebody who is a perimeter animal in so many different ways as a player, yeah. right? You're making 60% of your shots from inside of three feet and you're taking 20.9% of your attempts from inside of three feet right at the rim. So just take me through a why that's happening and b the, the ways in which you've kind of elevated your game in that way. How do you go about doing that at, at this point in your career?
1: Right. Uh, I think for me, Howard, it was just like my preseason work. Um, I don't know. God works in mysterious ways. I'm broke my nose before the season started. So I went home. And when I was home, I kind of got back to the, like the foundational work of everything and, when it came to like working on stuff, um, me and my me and my dad we was very specific on finishing. Like, uh, we, I mean, we had sessions, two-hour sessions, just strictly finishing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and being able to watch film and like get with Coach Jared and Coach Lowes and like kind of like sh- like show like where I could be better at. And um, I just try to make a, a, a really good effort to make sure if I can be aggressive and get to the paint and you know pick my spots, I want them to be in the paint. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just something I've always kind of like. Take heed of this, this season, just kind of make sure, like, stay aggressive, get to the paint, stay aggressive, get to the paint, because it don't necessarily mean I'm going to score it, but I can, you know, make sure my teammates are getting the looks that they need to.
0: And you, you obviously have always had that combination of speed and strength. I mean, this was, you know, your calling card dating back to the Ohio State days. Was there a moment early on in the season where you got to the rim differently than you had in past years, where maybe you scored over someone you weren't necessarily expecting to?
1: Uh yeah, I'll be honest. Um, for me it was John Cole Jones. It was one layup I got. I was like, oh, huh, that was kind of cool. You know, considering how tall she was, and I looked and I'm like, she's gonna block this. Now they don't mean that she didn't block it down the stretch of the game or you know, in a game, but it was more I was like, it's not bad. You know, it's kind of like you see the fruits of your labor a little bit, like. Like, dang, like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of coming in, in the way it came. I, I shocked myself gonna
0: lie. Well, I, I mean, I, listen, if, if I scored over John Paul Jones, I'd probably just play it on a video <laughs> loop for the rest of my life and never leave the house. So I think that's reasonable. So yeah. it, in that way, right, you know, there's numbers, there's accolades, there yeah. are different ways to measure it. How are you measuring your progress yourself when you kind of think through who you are as a player?
1: Oh uh, for me, um I've always been told that you always judge on your uh on your you know your ability to be consistent.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think for me, like I've made you know, I've tried to make a really, really, you know, drastic effort and change to be a little bit more consistent, um, statistically, um, leadership wise and just in so many ways, try to be consistent as possible. And I think that shift is the one that I want to continuously make. Um I wanna get to a point where there's nothing that I cannot do. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna get to a point where there's there's Nothing that my coach requires, I can't do it. Um, And that's just where I want to take my game over time.
0: You've done that, you know, we're talking about near the basket, but you've done that beyond the arc as well. The fact that you're taking a high percentage of threes, one of the highest in terms of percentage of field goal attempts by distance, but you're making 42.2% of them. And you're doing that despite the fact that, you know, there's talent on this Indiana team, don't get me wrong, but you are top the scouting reports, whenever you talk to any head coach, you are the first name on the scouting report. Are you seeing different looks from beyond the three? Are you, you know, what is allowing you to be even more efficient beyond that? Is it just reps? How do you get there?
1: I'll say a combination of reps, um, you know, that, that, that work that you obviously try to put in um, to make, you know, make your muscle memory um, as consistent as possible. But for me, I ain't gonna lie, man, it's just been about confidence. It's just been about feeling, being able to be a feeling And, like, you think about all the work that we do, all the work that you do, you know, all the stuff that you put into, you know, your podcast and everything like that. Like, you think about all the work, and it's like, you do all this, you know, for what? And for me, it's just like me finally understanding that you got to be confident in order for stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, I'm I'm, I'm kind of tapping into, you know, my soul as far as, like, why I'm, why I'm playing. And I'm being confident doing that. So I think making that change mentally kind of helped me out this year.
0: This is a team that allows you to have plenty of looks playing the one, plenty of looks playing the two. Do you feel like you're starting to uh, get a defined sense of where you would fit in on a team that is uh, a winning team, as a playoff team in this league? And the reason I ask that is you have the ability to be either, which is – a luxury, obviously, but it also has led to shifting of roles during your time in the WNBA.
1: Yeah, I think I definitely, I definitely believe that on the championship team, I could uh, provide a little bit. I can provide a lot more, um, you know. Know that my roles, you know, can bounce off, you know, so many parts of the game um, and be incorporated into any, you know, any system. I think I bring, you know, a certain rhythm and a certain bounce, you know, to a winning team. I think I could.
0: I I. I want to talk about your models, and I want to hearken back to a first conversation that you and I had, I remember, yeah. back when you were at Ohio State. Um, I first want to just point out to our audience that we are brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is starting to sell the coconut brownie chun puff. Um, okay. Built Bar <laughs> marshmallows. Uh, puffs are very, very good. When I go uh, to cover WNBA games, I eat those in the car on my way, and they... <laughs> Uh, provide me low calorie, low sugar, high protein. Although, you know, my performance, I still don't uh, score over John Quill Jones. That's the only <laughs> thing that the Bilt Bar can do. So you go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. So Kelsey, when we first talked about your game back when you're Ohio state, I remember a couple things and you forgive a point of personal privilege. I remember seeing you and just, I had never seen that game, that combination of athleticism and intensity and ability to lift your teammates. That i saw in the way you were playing and so you and i said yeah. it, it was i want to say it was like a back room somewhere at connecticut because you would come in it was a yukon ohio State. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah i was asking about you who you're watching and you're talking about watching alan iverson on youtube and you're talking about watching a lot of the nba players and that was interesting to me because you're kind of charting a new course for the wnba so there's two parts to it one is there are, and I know this, did I talk to players who are coming up through the system now? They're watching you in the way you were watching AI. Do you feel as if there's a visibility for WNBA players that has improved just over, you know, let's say the six years since we had that conversation?
1: A thousand percent. I think the visibility that we are as, as 144 players are getting now, um, we shift in the culture, we shift in the game. Um, and I think for us, we have so many players in the league that that brings so much to the table that it's hard not to notice. Um, I think the way we play the game, um, as a whole, the whole the whole league. I think we set ourselves aside from the NBA, um, and I think that's a good thing. I would say for me, I just I don't know. It's not that I try to model after a guy, and that I can't model after after you know, you know your Don Staley's because they're obviously amazing too. But I don't know. It's just I've always like taking heat to that kind of war. You know, I can't really tell you why, but I don't know. Maybe it's the way I was raised, but. Uh, my mom is kind of like, you know, been, you know, mesmerized by the way, you know, the way, like, it's like, I don't know, it's like an expression of, it's like a rhythm, it's like a form of expression, of watching, you know, your AIs, your caries and it's like, I know you sit in amazement, you know, and you try to do your best to, like, model your game right there,
0: Well, and, and it, uh, I guess ages us both for me to say this, but when you were coming up, the video was not as readily available. It wasn't so yep. easy to get. First of all, there wasn't a Kelsey Mitchell. And second of all, there sure wasn't a Kelsey Mitchell easy to get highlight reel on YouTube (laughs) the same way that you could. So I just, accessibility feels like it matters quite a bit on that. But I guess the other part of it is that it just feels to me as uh, women's basketball becomes more universally accessible, there's a logic to having player comps even that go back and forth between the NBA and the WNBA, between Women's college basketball, men's college basketball. Some people shy away from it, but I Mm just—I wonder whether you see it. How I have always seen it is: this is one basketball, and this is not a distinction that makes a lot of sense for people to make. But how do you feel about it?
1: Um, I think for me, it's because I kind of—I'm kind of on your side of it. It's like we created so many, like you know, resources for us to be recognized that. I mean, we we hope that we get to a point where we're going to be everywhere. I mean, you're going to always be able to watch a game. You're going to always get access to, to us and how we play the game. Um, I just hope that it's, it's always in a positive way and there's not, you know, any, any quality regarding that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it to be them versus us, us versus them. Like, mm-hmm. You know, it should be – you know, it's one ball. It's one basketball. And it's right. basketball. Basketball is a universal sport. And it should always be treated as such. So.
0: I, and and i think when there is someone who stands out in a particular i think just at the at the far end of things you know the the most extreme talents are going to have limited comps just by definition you know because they're they're doing things that very few people have done and so i think that's where crossover comes into play. I do. Um, I, You know, we're talking a lot about your numbers, but another thing, and and this stuck with me when you guys came to town, I was able to see you and see, you know, uh, in, to those who are young in your locker room, who is, you know, five rookies out of, uh, yeah. out of roster. Everyone talked about how vocal you had become. Yeah. And so take me through that decision and sort of how you go about implementing that. How do you go about raising your voice in that way? I don't mean yelling. I mean, you know, yeah. being a voice in that way.
1: Um, Howard, man, it it, it was like, it, I guess it kind of just clicked because when, it first, when our rookies first came in, you could tell how overwhelmed they were
0: mm-hmm. and
1: how lost they felt as far as, like, on the court stuff and how fast our schedule was going. Mm-hmm. Was like, man, like, I'm a people person, and I'm, I'm one of the ones where I, like, I love to make sure everybody's kind of, like, Feeling okay, and I could tell was they were at ease So I was like, man, I kept asking my, I kept asking my, uh, my sister. I was like, what can I do to like, you know, incorporate like, no, like, how can I make them? She was like, you gotta speak up. And I think over time it became a little bit easier, a lot easier, a lot easier for me to like express them, express to them without calling them out instead of calling, but instead calling them up. Um, you you get them; they've already seen everything. You know, got you got we had a NCAA champion, we got, you know, top job picks. It's like, it's so overwhelming that, you know, you kind of just, and I feel them because I felt the same way. And so for me, I think my leadership kind of just, fl- you know, flourished from a standpoint of like not wanting to see them always kind of like flustered and like uncomfortable. I want to always make sure that they're comfortable. And I think my leadership just kind of came from that, like see how easy they was when they first got here. Um, and so for me, I think, one of the things I always feel I could do is like, you know, speak on it, like call them up, not call them out and like making sure they was heard, you know. So I think it kind of just came in that way.
0: And so was it difficult for you in terms of the way you conceived of yourself to be thinking <laughs> of a veteran, you know, and 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 kind of changing that internally as much as it was external?
1: Oh, a thousand percent. I think because I'm, I'm a very soft spoken person. Um, you won't hear from me a lot. Um, especially like, you know, when it comes to like this world now, you probably won't hear from much, but when it came to them, I don't know. It's like, it was like a different love. It's kind of like your nieces and, you know, you know, my nieces, I see my nieces, a different kind of love now. Like I've seen them, like I can relate in so many ways. And so for me, it was just all about making sure that they were like, they felt my presence as far as support um, and that they could you know, receive any form of information from me without it being, so aggressive and so you know so negative and it's just one of those things where I like I, I I shock myself sometimes. I won't lie. I shock myself because I'm like, damn like I didn't do none of this. <laughs> and now I'm doing this. It's like, I hope it's not a bad thing. And you know, I get good feedback, um, effective feedback. You're Like, hey, we can call on Kelsey. You know, you know, Kelsey gonna help us out. And I am. And that's right. just one of the you know one of the relationships I'm trying to build with them.
0: Well but but I mean to me that's just You're a franchise centerpiece. You're the one who this team is being built around. So that makes sense. And then there's also just being reinforced not only by the level of play that you're providing, but if you go in and you see the lineups, you're getting so much time on the court. When I think about like what what is the 2022 Indiana Fever uh, story? What is it going to mean the most to me? It's this the uh, most prolific two-person lineup the Indiana fever have had 527 minutes you and Liss, you and Melissa yep. Smith second yep. you and Victoria Vivian's third yep. you and Queen right yep. or you and you and d Rob you know yep. six is you and Emily ensler and yep. so you know all of these are 400 plus minutes where you guys are getting time on the court to understand one another mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you go forward I mean even let's just really talk about this so obviously his I saw the number. She's north of 39 percent from three. Yeah. Over the Last uh, month and a half. What do you, is she developing as fast as the numbers seem to indicate? Like she seems like she's even gotten beyond where she was when at the start of the year.
1: Oh, a percent. And the one thing that you have to admire about Liz is that. And all our rookies, specifically Listen Queen, they have this chip on their shoulder that's so big, but it's effective, and I love it. Like mm-hmm. it's an unexplainable relationship I have for how they approach the game when it comes to being able to compete. Now they don't mean that you know they're gonna outshine and outdo everybody, you know, anything like that. But that will to want to compete is one thing that I love about Liz. and like it shows in her work when um, we um, like shooting, like you know, training, like it shows and. I think I'm going to enjoy working working with Liz because Liz is hungry. Um, she's hungry. Um, whatever that is, she's hungry. Um, she has that will to want to, like, she want to compete with the best. And you'll find out a lot. Um, and I think all of our rookies kind of have it, but specifically for Liz is, like, she knows what she want to be. And she has a goal that she's going to set to get there. And you I have
0: to admire most about it. I know, I know you're biased as her teammate, but is she the rookie of the year? The reason I asked yes. is we got three real good rookies. I'm gonna to have to make a call on that. Said, well, what do you think? Uh, I think I, I think
1: I'm just be real, man. It's it's less about the accolades and who is of the year, but like are the rookies in this this whole hundred like these teams I mean, they amazing. Um, you got Austin, you got you know Atlanta with Ryan Howard, you got Liz. I mean. You got so many rookies that you kind of see, and it's like, dang, dang you know, everybody's like top tier to bet, you know, they're real good. And I don't know, it just makes our league a lot better.
0: It it certainly does. And you know, to the to the other side of the ball with Emily Ansler and what she has brought so far defensively, and also just her personality and the way that's interacting uh well, with you guys with the fever. I'm, you know, she's someone who brings the type of intensity mm-hmm. that you've talked about. How important is that when you you, know, you see that kind of buy-in from rookies up and down your roster?
1: So when I was talking about the whole leadership and being flustered idea, it was because of people like Emily. Hmm. Um, Emily is, like, emotionally um, invested to her teammates and to herself. And sometimes it can come off, like, she puts a lot of weight on the idea of everything being so negative. And, like, she was the one that I, like – took he heat to first because I would have to like like him, like, you're amazing. Like, be mm-hmm. amazing. whatever We both going to miss. We both going to air ball. We're going to shoot over the rim. It's going to be a lot of stuff to go bad. That don't mean you're not amazing. Kind of reiterating that for him has always been like the top of my list because I never want her to feel like she's down and out because she literally brings everything to the table. I've never seen a more athletic, bouncy, hands-on-the-ball person in my life and play with him. Um, she can catch the ball. She can shoot the three. Like, she can do everything. And a lot of times I don't think I try to always give her flowers,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, flowers, like, because some people need it and that's Emily.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, bottom line is, it is fascinating to see this team develop and um, I am really engaged and tuned into seeing what's, what's next. Bottom line also, did you get to rest? Did you get to relax this weekend instead? Yeah. If they're not going to honor you, did you at least get to rest and relax?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I had to refine my, I refine my purpose as far as, like, um, I, took, I went to a family reunion. Um, I haven't been one in, like, five or six years, but, you know, with the seasons and overseas and stuff like that. So I finally got a, finally got a chance to get to a family reunion to hang out with my family, um, kickball, um, grilling out, volleyball, anything, you know, just having fun. And I mean, it felt amazing to kind of be – with family you know, I feel like I was at
0: home. I felt really good. I'm glad you got that experience. I yeah. also hope we get to uh, interact when I cover you next year at the all-star weekend, <laughs> do that as well. But the best thing I'm going to leave my listeners with and you with as well. Thank you for making lockdown women's basketball. Your first listen yes, every day. Uh, second, listen over in the lockdown network. You can get your latest news and rumors on the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked On NBA. But again, just to our listeners, Locked On NBA, perfectly fine. First, get your Kelsey Mitchell fix. Make sure you watch the Indiana Fever. They should be on national TV regularly. I'm telling you, as somebody who's gotten to see them in person this year, that is shameful. But make sure you get lead pass. You watch them any way you can. I have never gone wrong Having the opportunity to watch Chelsea Mitchell play basketball in either way. That's
1: love, Howard. Um, one of the best in the business. We always appreciate you to game while we appreciate you. You get nice. your
0: flowers for sure. Thank you, Chelsea. Likewise, <laughs> all the best. And to our listeners, please tune in tomorrow and every day at Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDonald, wishing you a wonderful day. <laughs>
1: You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.